Whatever you are, be a good one. Abraham Lincoln. My name is Thandor, and I enjoy walking in the woods. I'm Fezzik, and I love wandering the world. And then if we find orcs, great, we'll get to yeah. Well, I am Corin, a gnome with anger issues who spontaneously bursts into other animal forms uh, when things annoy him. It's just the point we tell Davey he's stuck with us forever. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to go back to Wayslot with me, Dungeon Master Dave, Seth, Chris, George, and Rachel as we explore Leaders and Legacies, a real play 5e audio podcast grab your dice it's time to roll with leaders and legacies it's a passion project with passionate people doing passionate things coboldly going where no one has coboldly gone um, i'm dave rockwell i'm the dm for uh, our game of leaders and legacies you know, i'll let the cast introduce themselves hi i'm um, rachel i play fezzik and I am a cub master and day camp director. I'm Seth Lowe. I'm an assistant cub master for Pack 1683. Good evening, everyone. I'm Chris Cooper. I play Thandor, or as we call him in the game, Tornado, and I am a district commissioner. I'll keep it short in the interest of making sure this stays under one gig of recording time. <laughs> uh, I'm George Koskin, and I'm finishing up a term on the National Committee for West Cats America, and I currently sit in the National Temporary Council as one of the Assistant Council Commissioners, and at least seven other jobs. And once again, I'm your Dungeon Master, Dave Rockwell. I'm an assistant council commissioner and scoutmaster for Troop 1570. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, please feel free to leave us a five-star rating. And if you haven't enjoyed what you're hearing, please make sure to leave a one-star rating on Bradley Copeland's Problematic Pan Fisherman's Hour, the podcast that's fishing in a pan. Stanton, you are back at camp. You're finishing your cobbler, <laughs> you know, making it. And cinnamon buns. And yes. the cinnamon buns, yeah. Um, Fezzik, Fezzik, while Stanton's doing that, what are you up to? I actually don't remember what I was doing last time. We, well, we were sleeping, right? We took a long rest, didn't we? So it's not morning. Yeah, you. Yeah, you're gonna. Yeah, you'll be. You'll be about to get it. You know, as as Thandor comes back, we were about to start one, I believe. Oh, when okay. We left. So I'm just gonna help set up, set up camp, go out, look for some wood pieces, kind of, kind of traipse around and just make sure there's nothing mm-hmm. trying to sneak up on us because now we got the wiggies. All right. Here's a question for you both, George and and Rachel. Do you either remember what we started calling the giant? We should have totally called him Andre. Phil. Phil? Phil. <laughs> Phil, all right. So, yeah. Right. No, no, we <laughs> called him. You know, basically, we allowed him to choose the name, and basically, he chose Phil. This is what my notes show. Excellent. Okay, so, Fezzik, Phil is going to help you collect wood, but he's going to collect things that are probably bigger than you would be able to use. Wood as compared to what? Like tree trunk. <laughs> Yeah, little tree trunks. <laughs> That'll make a lovely cabin for someone someday. Okay. 
And you know, of course, as he makes noise, he puts his finger up to his lips and <laughs> you know, so, says he knows he has to be trying to be quiet. They'll be great for seat. So yeah, he's kind of following you around wherever okay. you go. Okay, you can kind of see him reach down and with his big fingers pinch and come up with small things that, you know, he's doing a nice job of breaking that wood up into smaller pieces for you as he kind of builds a pile in his hand. I'll, like, point to, like, bigger sticks for him to carry. Only in using the resources of the group. So, Corrin appears to already be asleep when you return. Why am I not surprised? Yeah, Corrin has a way of doing that, doesn't he? <laughs> Especially when he's not here. <laughs> so, so, I guess, yeah, now that you've had a little bit of time by the fire, um, you see Fezzik and, the, and Phil returning. Stanton, uh, you know, I guess, what's going through your head? And, you know, do you engage them or just let them come back into camp? I have no reason not to let Fezzik and Phil come back into camp. I mean, we, you know, after, after everything we've been through, the one thing that I know for certain is that none of the rest of the team is like turned against us. I was the only person who for that short period of time had been my mind scrambled so that I was charmed and had to start doing things what uh, the cleric made me do. But thank goodness I was able to break that. Yes. <laughs> so if anything, I feel I've let them down. But Okay, so you're going to make an extra nice cobbler for them? I always make an extra nice cobbler. And I brought the cinnamon buns. So I, yeah. Sandor, as you've been approaching, you've heard very little, if none, of what's happening over by camp. It's a little further down. Sound doesn't travel quite the same through these hollows as 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 it might if you were, you know, down in them. So, you know, as you approach, you will only hear people moving around the camp. Do you want to approach with stealth, or you know, how do you want to approach camp? Thandor is just going to walk right on in. Hey, everybody, it's me, Thandor. Do not shoot. Do not shoot. It's me, Thandor. Please do not attack. I have some information for you. It's me, Thandor. I'm coming into camp. Okay, come into camp. <laughs> hey, I had... I just had quite the adventure. Oh? But what happened here? Uh, in two separate groups, I coming later from the ranch and the group ahead of us here at camp went to go investigate what happened to that shooting star and discovered, lo and behold, it was not a shooting star, but an attempt at some kind of invasion. It was a cleric, wasn't it? Yes, it was. And he was not alone. And he wanted our friend over here, and I tilt back and point to our uh, very tall, very silent friend, Phil. Yeah, and Phil looks down at you, Thandor, and puts his finger to his lips. You know, the cleric tried to add, take Phil back, and Phil made it abundantly clear he wanted to stay with us. I'm man of many words. Phil is who's phil and i point to our very large friend behind us the giant that is a strange name for a giant he chose it yeah he raises his hand we'd argue when, when someone makes a choice like that we accept it and we move on when did you get here when did i get here yeah about it looks like about probably several hours after this initial campsite was set up. That's because I had to clean things up at the ranch and I stopped off in one of the outbuildings to grab some cobbler fixings and you arrived just in time. Here, grab a plate. Thank you. I am very hungry. And I know for a fact you all love the cinnamon buns, so my wife made sure to pack some before I left the ranch. Here you go. Thank you. But is everybody okay? 
everybody's fine. Anton, of course, was a little upset that he couldn't accompany his dad on the trip. And I explained to him there were some things that he needs to do back home with his family, and I need to take care of these things. And uh, after some discussion, his mother stepped in, and uh, let's say Anton has a very messy room he has to clean up by the time I get back. Has nobody seen this amulet I'm wearing? Nobody has questions about it? We were getting there, but we all had our mouths full of cobbler, so um, let's look very closely at it. That's very impressive. I did not make this. I gathered as much. I... <laughs> was it a reward, or was it... Uh... Well, what, what is it? It is oh, a... Amulet of Jord. Does that mean you're now a follower of Jord? Or is this a way for Jord to protect all of us? I am a follower of Jord. You know this. Okay. I was given to me by an angel named Karen. Very nice. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. You saw an angel? Yes. Are we like not hearing that part of the story? An angel visited me when I was in my meditations. She is a sister of Batula and a follower of Jord. She gave me a lot of information, some that you may not like to hear. Talgon is her brother, and she says Talgon is not to be believed. So she doesn't trust her family? I do not understand the ways of the Celestials. So where does that leave us? Are we going to listen to her or are we going to listen to Talgon? How do we know she's a liar? She gave me this very nice amulet. Why would she give me an amulet of Jord and lie about it? To make you trust her? I don't understand. As a roll perception to see if how much what he's saying bugs you. <laughs> and speaking of bug, one would wonder if that amulet is in fact some sort of celestial microphone. It bugs me a lot with a natural 20 for a 23. Oh, yeah. With, with a natural 20, you know, I guess now, Sandor, roll your perception of this situation as well. We have to remember, too, Fezzik is not religious. He doesn't believe in George. Like, he thinks y'all are crazy. I rolled a 12. A 12? Yeah, so with a 12, you can understand why Fezzik seems to have doubts, but it doesn't seem necessarily concerning to you. Sandor, it's all in your head, dude. No, I, he said your friend Marcus is in terrible danger, the one that you brought to our camp, that we should go, or she said we should go, sorry. You're getting me all confused. They said, <laughs> they said... But we are getting ready. He's getting ready to get through the gates of the gods and the mountains. And that's where the kobolds are waiting for him. We should try to go get him quickly. All of you can roll a history check to see if you uh, know what the gates of the gods is. What are we rolling? Uh, history or religion, whichever you're better at for your bonus. 14 in either case. 15 for me. Nice. I rolled a natural one. I was not paying attention that day in school. Gates aren't exactly something kids are all that excited about. But yeah, Stanton and Fezzik, you both know that the, the gate of the gods or the gateway of the gods is a natural formation between you know two mountains that kind of connects them as if it's an arch archway between them. And that it is thought to be protected by the gods so that many of the bad things that you know, want to come out of the mountains cannot come out of the mountains. And it, it serves as a natural kind of divination point. Um, you know, there's many little shrines and temples on both sides for mountain folk as well as you know, valley folk. But very few will actually cross through that particular um, 
yeah, it's really just a hole <laughs> yeah, that leads into another valley between two mountains. But one would have to wonder what the tourist shop is like. <laughs> yes, they're going to push you through the gift shop. And we're walking. We're walking. Fezzik, you do not believe that the angel I saw was telling me the truth? Um, I think that the angel you saw is just as likely to be lying the way she said her brother is lying. She has met Jordan. But how do we, like, how do we know? How do we know? Really? How did she prove that she met Jordan? She said that Jordan was extremely beautiful, more than I could comprehend. Oh, the look of disbelief on my face. <laughs> Stanton, you're listening to all this. Do you uh, have any uh, opinion to weigh in with? I call it puppy love. There's a part of me that at a very practical level will kind of wonder if, in fact, if all this is to be questioned, whether this medallion um, that Laura's received is maybe, in fact, some kind of transmitter or beacon, you know, some way for her to know where we are or where he is. Um, it also, too, is the fact that, you know, on the other hand, we, you know, we, we know what we have to do. We have a mission to accomplish. And as best as I can is helping them get to the next next stage. They keep moving on. That's, you know, necessary you know continue to follow along with it but, so my first question is do we have a way to actually examine this amulet more closely without offending Thandor other than Phil grabbing him shaking him upside down and making it fall off that that would not be scout yeah I also don't think you know Phil would do that without hurting Thandor quite a bit um, no I think yeah I think it'd be you know we I'd be spending all my medicine skills trying to get Thandor at least all right. Well, while you think on that, you know, since uh, we now have Corin with us, Corin, you have been asleep and kind of are waking up to hearing people talk about an amulet and you know other stuff. And the smell of cobbler. Uh, Don't forget the smell of cobbler. Yeah. Oh yes, there is the smell of wonderful cobbler in the air. So, how would you like to uh, engage from your sleep? I don't think Corin's even aware that there's a conversation actually going on around him. He's just going to wake up uh, and just kind of grab whatever bowl he has and move in the direction of the cobbler. Wise man. About halfway through, like eating eating my bowl, just kind of turn and go, wait a minute, what are you guys talking about? They don't believe that the angel I met was a good angel. They have doubts. But she gave me this very nice necklace and said it would protect us all. Wait a minute. Tandor, when did you get back? You didn't hear me? I was calling everybody in the camp that I was coming back in. Hey everybody, it's me, Thandor. Do not shoot. Uh. Yeah, no, I didn't hear anything. So I was quiet, so I am getting better at it. That's it. Uh. You know what? You go at it, dude. You keep at it. You are getting better. Have some cobbler. Yeah, I need more <laughs> cobbler. Where's Where's the pot? I ladle out some more cobbler for you. There you go. Plenty of it. So as you guys are enjoying it, Phil reaches down with his hands and they're kind of scooped <laughs> like a bowl. bowl, And, you know, he, he thinks it smells pretty good. So he seems to be indicating he'd like some. Please, here, allow me. And just I'm shoveling mountainous scoops of cobbler into, into Phil's hands. Okay, yeah. And you can see kind of he scoops it up to his mouth and, you know, very daintily, you know, tests it to make sure it's 
as good as it smells. And then you kind of see just him dig in and lick his fingers clean. And yeah, I guess everybody roll dexterity checks to see if you uh, are hit by any of the, what what flavor is it again, George, of cobbler? Uh, blueberry raspberry. Blueberry raspberry. So if you're hit by you know, flying blueberry raspberry particulate. 20. I'm, I'm used to Anton eating my cobbler, so I'm well prepared. 16. 14. Uh, an 11. I, I I don't even think Corrin realizes there's cobbler flying all over the place. He's just sitting there with his bowl. Corrin, you might even not necessarily notice that he may have gotten some into your bowl. Just, yeah, you scoop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just... Corrin's just digging in. He, listening intently, but just keeps shut spoon after spoon. The angel said that we should take a rest tonight and then go after Marcus. Wait a minute. The angel told us to go after the orc? Well, we were told we're going to take a rest tonight anyways. Sandu, can I take a closer look at that amulet? Sure. It's right here. Didn't the angel tell us to do that? He's in great danger. Like, two days ago? Back at the Aberfield Ranch? I know. That was a different creature. That, you know, it was a giant green head inside nature that uh, spoke to Thandor in a dream, telling him that he needed to go after Marcus. The... Angel says that we should not trust Talgon. Angel says we should not. Remember, Talgon was the Asimar. That is the brother of Karen, the angel, and Batula. And yes, the angel's name is Karen. So Talgon is one of the angels or a priest of an angel that we don't like. And think, and your angel thinks that we sent the orc into a trap. Karen specifically would have told you, Thandor, that uh, Talgon sent him into a trap. Talgon sent him into the valley, and he's going to get attacked by kobolds. Keeping in mind that this is also a teenager who's just waking up and just trying to recite facts back. So, I believe, Fezzik, you were attempting to reach over and grab the, or examine, <laughs> if you're not. You could look at it right here. It's okay. Well, I do not like, you see, Dan, I don't want to be up in your face. Can you just, like, take it off and hand it to me so I can see it over here by the firelight? Like, I like you, but I don't like you that much. I don't think I should take this off. I don't mind. So Horan's going to get up and just, like, touch feel the amulet. I just want to, like, like feel over it, kind of get as much of a sensation of it as I can. That's how I see things. Okay, so, yeah, you, you do this uh, roll, I guess, investigation. Uh, that'd be an 11. Okay, with 11, you feel you know, the goodness of Jord coming off of this, but not much else. And you said the creature that gave you this wants us hunting Marcus down to help him. He is in grave danger, yes. Didn't say that we should help him. He said our friend is in grave danger. And remember, we need to catch up to him anyways. Okay, I'm sold. It feels good, Fezzik. I don't feel anything negative or malicious on it. Okay. Though I just realized, too, that how did an angel in your dream give you an amulet? I was not dreaming. I did not fall asleep. I was only meditating. But she came to you in your mind? No. Yeah, that was two nights ago when the dream told him to to go after Marcus. The angel just showed up. But he said, he said this angel showed up in his meditation. I was finished and I was getting ready to come back. And then 
I felt an angel behind me or something behind me and said that I feel the trinkets that you are holding was given to you by my brother. Then I introduced myself as Thandor. So Calgon is the brother of the angel. Karen. That's sending us after this other thing. So how are they related to Batui? Batula. Okay, fine, Batula. <laughs> is their sister. I did not ask for a family tree. Maybe you should have. Okay, well, since we're going to go after the orc anyway. <sighs> Save the orc. Go after the orc. We might as well just keep doing what we were going to do anyway. Well, you know... You know, the fastest way to go after the orc is... Horse form. Can you turn into a dragon? No, I can't fly. Sorry, my back... I, I haven't figured out the back muscle part yet. Because that would totally be the fastest way. But, you know, I can do horses. I've got this great thoroughbred form that I've been waiting to try out. Hey, Thandor, you know, the angel said we had to do it. How would you get Phil on the horse? You kidding me? Phil could walk faster than I can run. Dude, he can still run. I think Phil could walk faster than all our horses at this point. But that being said, I think the point we need to do is take our long rest, get ready, and travel in the morning as we all agreed so uh, i guess i'm up now and i just ate a whole bunch of cobbler so corin will take first watch and dandor will actually take his javelin of warning out and just stick it in the ground next to him corin is going to pull out his boomerang nice <laughs> so yeah, let's actually backtrack to Thandor for a second. When you put your javelin in the ground, roll perception. Nineteen. So with your nineteen, the one thing that you know you perceive is that this javelin gave you absolutely no warning against the presence of the you know, the, the angel that appeared to you. That means I wasn't in danger. So I let everybody know. My javelin would have warned me if I was in danger. All right. Hey, Pandor, uh, I trust you. I trust your angel immensely. And I pull out my boomerang. But this is the same guy who gave a boomerang to a blind kid. Hmm. The sister of the guy who is the sister of the other person. Yeah, our complex relationships. <laughs> The sister's uncle's cousin's roommate, second's brother's. Very good. All right. So you're up first. Who's, uh, I guess, roll a, uh, you know, a 1d20 for me to see if uh, you have, have any visitors on your shift. Or at least right. visitors <laughs> in a campground that I don't want. Uh, that would be a six. Okay. Yeah. While it's bad, it's not bad enough. <laughs> um... Uh, who's who's who are you waking up to uh, take second shift? I'll take second shift. I'll take second shift that way. Then I can finish cleaning up and putting away all the cobbler stuff, so we can get moving in the morning. Okay, so Stanton, yeah, he wakes you up at the end of his shift. Roll me a one d twenty. All right. Do you, am I rolling against anything, or just simply rolling a number for you? You're just rolling a number for me. Then I roll a twenty. All right. Yeah, yeah you you confidently pass through that chunk of time. 
and the only thing that you see is the twinkling stars and you hear owls and you know other creatures of the night but nothing that would cause you any concern it's the normal noises that you expect to hear the stars all night they shine so bright deep in the heart of goshen sorry <laughs> Uh, so I assume, let's see, who's next? Who's, yeah, uh, Thandor wanted to be my company. I will wake Thandor up. All right, so Thandor, you're woken up uh, for your shift. Roll me a 1d20. 11. Eleven. Okay, yeah, you aren't as confident about the noises that you hear in the night. In fact, yeah, there may be some wolves off in the distance that you hear that George or Stanton didn't hear. So, uh, but nothing comes coming close to camp. It's all all very far off in the distance. But he has his magic spear, so. Yes, yeah, and you, yeah, your spear definitely is not giving you the sense that anything is coming. Okay, now we know. And I believe, let's see, that's, yeah, 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 Fezzik, I'm trying to trying to make sure we didn't, yeah, sometimes we have more people than we have shifts, but. <laughs> Phil can always take a shift, you know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Phil has actually been sleeping this whole time, so you know, uh, you know he is still He's a growing boy. When Fezzik wakes up, Fezzik, go ahead and give us a one d twenty. Fourteen. Fourteen. All right. With your fourteen, you're yeah, you, you're not only able to relax enough as you're on duty to not have anything coming to camp. You've made coffee. <laughs> You've had yeah. You you you're ready for for someone to make breakfast. <laughs> When, when they get up, because you know it's not your turn on the duty roster. often a balancing act in which we're attempting to take many factors and put them together and hopefully be able to accomplish all the things we want. We're not always going to succeed at them and rather than getting down on ourselves we need to remember to keep things in perspective and just get back up and try again. So if you're out there you're struggling please know you're not alone and that things will get better. This has been your Dungeon Master Minute. Leaders and Legacies is a 5e podcast that is unaffiliated with the Boy Scouts of America or Wizards of the Coast. The opinions expressed here are solely our own. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here at Leaders and Legacies, please consider becoming a patron by joining us at patreon.com slash leadersandlegacies. You can also follow us on Twitter at Leaders and Legacy or join our blog at leadersandlegacies.com. Music and sound effects are licensed from Soundstripe.com. Logo art by Catherine Evans. Images also may have been licensed from Shutterstock.com. And never forget to remember... Hey everybody, it's me, Thandor. Do not shoot. <laughs>